Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's Word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies, for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. And as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This, my friends, is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. Scripture today from Ephesians 5. Today we're going to talk about the mystery of marriage. And the mystery, the, the one thing that makes marriage so unique from any other relationship. What is it? Well, it's sex. The sexual union that is specific to a marriage, a covenant relationship between one man and one woman under Almighty God. I heard a sermon by Dr. Jim Garlow. He is the pastor of Skyline Church in San Diego, California. And he does a marvelous job of explaining the creation account of marriage. And today I, I wanted to share some of those notes from his sermon that I, that I took. And he begins in Genesis 1, verse Chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. You know, most people think that God creates procreation. He created sex in chapter 2 of Genesis. But it's interesting. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 21, directly after the Lord creates fish and birds, Scripture says, So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Procreate, in other words, and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply 
on the earth. And then in, in verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all of the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the, on the earth. Now, let's back up a little bit and, and really slow down here. The word for man in verse 26 is Adam. It's not a person named Adam. It's Adam. It means humankind. Let us make humankind in our image after our likeness. And then in verse 27, as we, as we keep reading here, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God, think about this. God created humankind. He creates Adam in his own image. In the image of God, he created. You could literally replace that word, uh, uh, humankind, Adam, with it. And then it's later he creates male and female. God created them. Make sense? So as we flip the page to chapter 2, verse 21, we read, The Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, Adam, humankind, not Adam, upon humankind. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs and he closed it up in place and placed it with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from Adam, humankind, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. So think about this. Humankind was literally split apart. And the Hebrew word for rib is selah. And one of the words for selah is side chamber. So we literally could call this the, the splitting of Adam, the, the splitting of humankind, literally. And this, this is where it gets really amazing, is that the Hebrew words for male and female are ish and isha. Ish being man or male, isha, Hebrew for woman or female. And no longer are they Adam. No longer are they humankind. And this is the second stage in the creation process. Now, neither one of them, Ish or Isha, depict the full image of God. The Ish, the male, depicts some aspects of the nature of God. Isha, the female, depicts other aspects of the nature of God as well. And notice that God did not make an exact replica here. He literally split the first Adam in two, and he took out the characteristics of femininity and leaving the characteristics of masculinity. Now, here's the question. The question is, does this not explain the desire and the sexual desire to come back together as one? I mean, the sexual drive, as we properly understand it in a sanctified fashion, is this desire to be whole and complete and become fully one, the full expression of Almighty God, and it reflects the creativity of God and God's creative nature, the capacity to create, 
life. And think about this. He passes this entity, this this privilege to Ish and Ishah. He passes it on to human life. Is that not crazy? I mean, think about that. God's characteristics of creating life are passed on to his children. Does that make a little bit more sense? Does that kind of explain why we want to come back as one flesh in this desire that maybe we don't understand? Well, I'll tell you what, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the other side of this coin and what happens when we have sex outside the covenant of marriage between one man and one woman. You are listening to The Dustin Daniels Show. The Apostle Paul talks about struggling with sin in Romans 7. He says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I just don't do it. Instead, I do the very things that I hate. Have you ever wondered why you keep doing the very things that you hate? Hi, this is Pastor Dustin Daniels, founder of Seven Places Ministries. And I know that struggle personally. And guys, it doesn't have to be that way. By God's grace, you can start doing what is right. And maybe, just maybe, your starting point is a two-day men's workshop called Immersion. Immersion is designed for Christian men who struggle with sexual sin. Whether it's pornography, adultery, or same-sex attraction, and yet yearn and long for the peace and the joy that Christ offers. It is for freedom that Christ set you free. It is time today to learn how to stand firm and not submit to your yoke of sexual slavery anymore. Visit sevenplaces.org and click on workshops for more information. This is Mark Laser. I'm the president of Faithful and True, and you are listening to the Dustin Daniels Radio Show. Dr. Mark Laser, internationally known author, a pastoral psychologist. Uh, I tell you what, we are going to have a wonderful time next week with Mark. He is going to be at the Fight of Your Life Men's Conference, and that is happening. Next week, it's February the 28th. It's on a Saturday at Shiloh Community Church. And here's the deal. We have to answer this question. What does it take for you to be the man that Almighty God has called you to be in a world that's doing its very best to make you someone else? What's that look like in our lives? Sexual integrity is a big deal. Moral accountability, big deal. And this idea of purpose, what am I even here for? Is it to work 50, 60 hours a week, spend all this time away from my family and then die? Is, 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 is that the purpose of my life? I mean, I could give you lots of statistics on sex and porn and purity. And, and, and here's the most important thing. 
let me just give you one, one statistic. The average age a child now, the average age a child now views porn as 11 years old. See, they're going to find this stuff on the internet. It's not so much finding the answers or finding content or learning in our day and age. It's how do they process that information that they've seen? It's a conversation. So as your child views pornography around the average age of 11 without a conversation from mom and dad on this, the child will most likely seek out and experiment with sex before the age of 13. And this is why Seven Places Ministries is hosting this conference. We, we want to teach you about what is really happening with sexuality and how it's affecting your family and the church so that then, then and only then, you can train your children in complete biblical truth and with confidence about this amazing gift that God gave us, and it's called sex. You know, once again, Dr. Mark Laser is going to be there. He's the author of many, many books, workbooks, videos, podcasts. He's been doing this for 30 years, and he has devoted his entire life to teaching and training the church on this subject. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And here's the cool thing. Gentlemen, fathers, guardians, grandfathers, you sign up for this conference. Go to sevenplaces.org to get signed up. And you can bring your children and your grandchildren, ages 13 to 17, absolutely free. What a, what a great day out with your son or your grandson. To start this conversation, they want to have it. They want to talk to you about that. So go to sevenplaces.org to sign up and find out more information. I mean, think about it. Besides salvation, besides the gift of salvation. There is nothing more important than understanding this gift of sexuality and then passing it in all, uh, passing it along to the church. Think about it. God's word starts with marriage and then it ends with marriage. Their book ends. So yes, this is a very very big deal and I look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a great time. So before the break I asked this question. Does does this explanation before the break of Genesis 1 and 2, does that explain our desire and our sexual desire of Ish and Isha coming back together in a sanctified fashion called marriage between one man and one woman, that's Ish and Isha, to glorify himself to create more life? Here's the other side of the coin is that because marriage reflects this God-given truth of Christ's love for the church, then any sexual activity outside of marriage, it contradicts the truth. So man and woman do not display the full image of God when they interact sexually in any other way other than marriage. So let's think of it this way. God established marriage as a small M. That's what Dr. Garlow said in his sermon. And this marriage, our marriage, if you're married, it, it reflects the marriage between Christ and the church. It's a capital M. So our earthly marriage is a small M, and Christ's marriage to the church is a capital M. And the sexual union that is here on earth 
think about this. It is the physical depiction of a spiritual reality. The joy and the ecstasy of sexual union with, within the earthly marriage is just a glimpse It's just a taste. It's just a shadow of what a capital M marriage looks like. You know, in scripture, it reads that Christ comes to receive his bride. And receiving his bride is marital bed language. I've got a colleague, his name is Jordan Lawrence, and he does an excellent job of explaining what happens when you have sex outside of marriage from a spiritual perspective. And I'm going to share those notes with you as well. So let's talk about the M word. The M word that we don't like to talk about here in church, it's masturbation. And a lot of questions that I get is, is that a sin? It's not mentioned in scripture. From a from a spiritual perspective, if we look at this spiritually, if Christ is the bride, if, if he is the groom and Christ is the bride, the M word, it miscommunicates something and it miscommunicates that Christ receives pleasure by himself. Adultery. What does that miscommunicate from a spiritual level? It it miscommunicates that Christ will cheat on the church and be intimate with another person. You tracking with me? So fornication, sex outside marriage. There's there's no commitment there. Doesn't matter if you're living together. But you're just sexing it up, right? You're sexing it up. You're living together. You're playing house. What does that mean from a spiritual perspective? It means that Christ and the church will experience intimacy without any form of commitment itself. Let's think about polygamy. Being, being, having many relationships, having many wives, so to speak. What, what does that communicate spiritually? It communicates Christ has many churches rather than one true church. Are you catching on? Can you see this? So let's talk about prostitution. What does that miscommunicate? How about that Christ and the church are strangers who experience a brief form of union based on a financial transaction? And rape. Would Christ ever force himself on an unwilling church? How about no-fault divorce? That Christ and the church would be split apart after a, a certain period of time. And then the hot topic for today's culture is homosexuality, sodomy, lesbianism. See, before we had kind of the right coupling, the, the, the right parts, so to speak, for sexual union. And from a spiritual standpoint, the proper coupling that God intended was not Christ in the church. This represents, which is a man and a woman. That's the proper coupling God intended, correct? But it, now it's more of two Christ or two churches. So there's a couple lies in the culture that we just got to deal with. We got to wrestle with this stuff, right? Self-fulfillment, 
Is that the is that the end result? Is that our goal? Of marriage and sex and family? Is that the goal? And it's not anything to do with creating life and the nurturing of children and raising them up to be godly men and women? Another lie of the culture is that procreation, this idea of sex, it's not intrinsically connected to marriage. It doesn't matter. And another lie is that the the maleness and the femaleness of us, the way that God created us, that is it's not it's not important. Men and women are interchangeable. And another lie that uh, Jordan talks about is that the the biological ties of parents to their children they're not important either that those roles can change so biblical marriage obviously a man and a woman they enter together into a predefined institution that is distinct and it's greater from them it sustains society and it brings individual fulfillment On the other hand, a kind of a selfish marriage, a self-fulfillment marriage, each person kind of decides for themselves what's fulfilling. What's in it for me personally? And I can tell you, friends, I, I did that for many years, and that just resulted in chaos, conflict, victims, divorce, the mystery of marriage. Man, there's so much there. (laughs) I can't believe we're out of time already. I would encourage you to pray on Ephesians 5. Read that over and over and over again and have the Holy Spirit teach you in that. You are listening to the Dustin Daniels Show. You can listen to all the podcasts at DustinDanielsRadio.com. There's over 100 radio shows there, so you can listen online Feel free to email me your questions. You can get involved in a group. You can give me a call at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. The kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk, 1 Corinthians 4.20 says. It's living in God's power. And my prayer for you is to live in his power. I love you. See you next week. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.